You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ in others, and grows together in our faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the 24th Sunday after Pentecost, November 15, 2020, by the Reverend Steve Best, Associate for Couples and Family Life at St. Thomas. Of the night. 
and we are to remain awake and sober. Jesus himself alerts us that we need to be awake and attentive, using our gifts and talents wisely. Or we too could find ourselves in a worse place than we are, a place of eternal weeping and gnashing of our feet. As apocalyptic as this imagery happens to be in today's lessons, our human destiny needs to be seen from the vantage point of salvation. What brings us in touch with saving grace? And the courage to heed God's righteous judgments. Make the hard decisions about our lives. Celebrate the new life within us that Christ inspires. Now, both the Hebrew and Christian scriptures, there's the notion of the day of the Lord. Now, often we think of Sunday or the Sabbath as the day of the Lord. But the more expansive way of thinking about the day of the Lord is to see it as the moment in time that God has become weary from watching and waiting. It's decided to intervene directly in our lives in such a way that we are compelled to act. It involves risk and courage, faith and matters of conscience. There are a few places in our world where this is demonstrated more clearly and profoundly than in the lives of those who are currently or have served sacrificially and courageously in our armed forces. Today, we honor their service. But we also look to them as examples of courageous lives, lived out in the very center of the struggle for peace and justice in our country and throughout the world. Their moral and spiritual battlefields are numerous and dangerous, often leading them to places where they experience post-traumatic stress. And a new condition the mental health professionals recently identified as the pain of moral injury, and you're asked to do something against your conscience. One such example is that of National Guard Major Adam DeMarco, who experienced moral injury during his dedicated and extremely difficult service to our country. On June 1st, 2020, as many of us vividly recall, in the aftermath of the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis, there were large demonstrations in Washington, D.C., and across our nation. At Lafayette, Lafayette Square in Washington, D.C., near the White House, and St. John's Episcopal Church, federal police forcefully cleared peaceful protesters and clergy, Episcopal clergy at my head, and National Guardsmen were then ordered by their superiors to advance to the fence line of the park. Fortunately, they stopped before engaging the demonstrators. However, Major Evan DeMarco was so shaken by the event that he had to speak out. In a congressional, excuse me, a congressional hearing, Major DeMarco testified that, and I quote, in the days following June 1st, I struggled with the process which would have taken place. To the point that I was thinking very little, I knew something was wrong. Right as I speak, there are men and women in our armed forces whose jobs already stressful enough are wondering if this will happen again, or when it will happen again, as they anxiously await the transfer of power from one president to the next. Will there be another Lafayette Square? These dedicated and brave military men and women are left wondering if their gifts of service and talents will be used for the betterment protection of our country, the country they love, and the Constitution they are sworn to protect. 
Or will their talents be wasted? Like the slave in today's story, whose talent was buried and not invested because of fear. Often the parable of the talents is came down. Came down when we look at it only from the point of view of our own personal growth and what our gifts are. Or even part of a parish pledge drive that these are, are important. But what is the new dimension for me, at least, in this parable of the talents is the application for our nation as a whole. America has been blessed with a great diversity of people and talents. It's up to all of us as citizens to make sure that not only are our own talents being invested for God's kingdom, but we take on the additional responsibility of making sure the gifts and talents of our nation, and more specifically our military, are being wisely invested for the common good. I'm proud to be part of a Christian denomination, the Episcopal Church, that believes that this is a ministry worth investing in. Some of the unsung heroes of our church are our military chaplains, whose very job it is to help military personnel and their families become all that God desires for them to be, to help them with moral injuries, to help them with post-traumatic stress, and most important, find grace. All right is our Episcopal Bishop for Armed Forces. Bishop Wright is a person of color with great dedication to his flock. At his consecration, the homeless reminded him that he was called to become a living paradox as a commissioned officer who doesn't bear arms, but fights courageously, nevertheless, for the health and welfare of the entire military community and our nation. The homeless gave the bishop a charge that it was ours as well. I quote, my prayer for you today is that you go about this new ministry. As you do this, you will never, never give the faithful any reason to believe that those bishops who gathered around you to lay hands upon you were about the business of removing your spine. <laughs> yes, I believe the parable of the talents is a parable for our nation and our time. Our future will be determined by our willingness to make healthy and life-giving choices in response to God's generosity and God's grace. We have a choice to make. Will we follow the lead of those who have the courage to follow a loving and generous God, rewards us for risky investing of our talents, like the first two slaves in today's parable? Or will we lose our nerve, our spine, if you will, and follow the path of the slave in the parable who made fear his God. As our former rector Jeffrey was fond of saying, you don't need to imagine God sending us off to hell or a place of eternal gnashing of teeth. We're fully capable of doing that all on our own, without God's help. So, when the day of the Lord arrives, and most certainly I believe it has as we speak, we have a choice to use our talents our nation's talents as well, and to do some blank wisely so that we too can enter this joy, this joy of the Master, to know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.